0: 1977, there was players playing for $20,000, $25,000. A lot of players. You think about that and you go, well, what are they doing all off season? offseason? Guys worked. Who's going to hire you? What are they going to hire you for? What are your skills? What do you know how to do? Once well, you become expendable, basically you're on your own. And there are some horror stories out there where players that, that are well-known pro bowlers. Football season is, is on a standstill, so I have no income at this point, none about the mortgage of all the real estate that I I do have and on top of that, child support. My credit is like in the 500s, 600s. You got a freaking black card. How is your credit? But I, I just don't get it. Philadelphia Phillies legend Lenny Dykstra He was worth $58 million last year But his bankruptcy filing says he now has only 50000 in assets And $31 million in debt. Dykstra sentenced today to three years In a California state prison In a grand theft auto case That was the one that stood out to me You know, it, 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 Lenny Dykstra's situation was like Whoa Should Michael Vick have gone bankrupt? Heck yeah, no obviously a bit of an embarrassing situation because it's still ongoing. Uh, I'm not going to comment anymore. Warren Sapp is the latest multimillionaire athlete to file for bankruptcy. Score documents show he owes more than 6.7 million dollars to creditors and in back child support. What happens in their world is a microcosm of what happens universally. People live above their means. People have too much debt. People are living for their next, you know, for the next big hit. It's not Like real leather. She like exotic trips good weather All you got to offer is the look or better Better than the rest, Tell her You ain't need a dime to be better than the best She thought it would impress Picked her a bouquet But she only wanna boost like Beyonce She's like I got dreams that are one day pay She looking at you like Baby, I got time to Sharp left to stay on West Grand River Avenue. Then, my bad, y'all, for that getting in the recording. But fuck it, yo, man, this is King Nona Uncensored, the most hottest, most controversial, most evil opinion ever created. Yeah, this is a wonderful, gloomy, shitty Friday. We out here. We outside, (laughs) like y'all young niggas be saying, we outside, we out here in these streets, motherfuckers be always talking about, you ain't out here, bitch, I'm out here now, what's up? So anyway, oh man, it's a lot going on, we gonna call this episode 30 for 30, Broke, the Ben Simmons edition, oh man, we're not gonna start off with that though, we gonna work our way towards that so um let's talk about Portland real quick Let, let's talk about uh the Portland Trailblazers the the Trailblazers every year tend to do the same thing they have they they start out up and down then they get hot during the middle of the season and then in the playoffs they underperform now however, First-year coach, Chauncey Billups, has done a great job with this team. I got to give him credit. Even though Terry Stotts, their former coach, pretty much did the same thing. But, however, Chauncey Billups' situation is different. This is the first-time head coach that has this team playing way above expectations. But then again, honestly, 10-9 sounds like a Portland Trailblazer record like one above 500 a couple above 500 So that happened Um then also, right? I feel like this with Portland. I love I love Damian Lillard. That's my favorite player currently. the league right now why is he my favorite player because of how he plays it's just that he's just unconscious sometimes he could be reckless but that's the flaw every great player has a flaw every player that's playing basketball has one or many multiple flaws and Damian gets a little bit too trigger happy but I like basketball players that are gunslingers. The great, my, What I view as the greatest player of my era coming up was a gunslinger, and that was Kobe Bryant. But Kobe Bryant knew when to, to pull out the weapon. Damian Lillard still hasn't mastered using his weapon because sometimes he, he shoots from way too far, first of all. And tries to get contact instead of like, okay, if they blitzing you at the three-point line, take a mid-range jumper. There's no crime in taking mid-range jumpers. There was a game that I observed Damian Lillard doing this. He knew he was off. I think it was against the Los Angeles Clippers. I could be wrong, though. But his the jump shot wasn't working. So Dame started going inside and taking mid-range jumpers. And I was so proud of him for doing that. Because I was just like, dang, the three-pointer's not working. Shoot mid-range. He ended up not only winning that game, but shooting 45% from the field. Which, for the type of player that he is, is really good. He's a guard. He's technically a a, a two-guard playing one. But everybody, you know likes to take credit away from Dame and say CJ is the reason why they're winning. No, the offense of Dame and CJ are the reason why the Blazers win. And that's not always a good thing, especially if you play a defensive team. I mean, I like Norman Powell. I like him. But I keep saying that Portland needs a surefire third option. That's on Damian Lillard and CJ's level. And I don't think Joseph Nurkic is the guy, despite his incredible night on Wednesday night where he posted a great stat line, but that's not enough because he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that every night. He's not consistent like that every night. And for him to be a competent center in this league that is knocking on the door of elite, not quite elite. I just think guys like Nikola Vucevic and Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert are all better than Nurkic, and it's not even close. Um, But my thoughts about this is, um, Big Nurk, I think they should definitely dangle him in some trades. And, and guys like Robert Covington Covington, I like Covington That's the thing, this is the thing I love Covington When he first got to that team Because they needed a guy that could play That's a, That was a 3 and D guy But that 3 point shot is inconsistent as hell Some nights he looks like Ray Allen Some the other nights he looks like Tony Allen When it comes to shooting I'm not disrespecting Ray or Tony But you know what I'm talking about some nights, he's Ray Allen with the shot. Other nights, he's Tony Allen with the shot. And that's not... You know, Robert Covington could help another team. And, you know, one of the young guys, either CJ, uh or Nasir Little could be thrown in there, but you got to keep Anthony Simons and Norman Powell. Those are two guys. Now, however... If you're getting a guy like Carl Anthony Towns that, you know what I'm saying, can help Damon CJ for real, for real, then you could throw Simons in there. But if you're getting a guy that I suggest, I've been saying that the Portland Trailblazers should trade for Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam can put up all-star numbers if he's the number one option. Pascal can do that. Now, Pascal Siakam is a guy that can instantly help Portland. Because he's a guy that can play some stretch five. Now, obviously, that would leave Cody Zeller as the starting center. He can... He's good. You know, me and my father call him a real estate agent... Uh, a 6th grade gym Gym teacher That's what I call him A 6th grade gym teacher My pops calls him a real estate agent For State Bar That shit's funny to me But um, um Cody Is um A decent center But Siakam Is a borderline All star caliber player That's what he is. And I think he is a top 50 player. But the rookie season of Scottie Barnes makes Pascal expendable. And I think Scottie Barnes has the potential to be a star player because he has so many skills. That jump shot has gotten better since college. His defense has always been on point. He reminds me of Draymond Green with a better jumper and way better and sharper athleticism. And a little bit more of a go-getter ambition to be effective on both sides of the floor. That was my player comparison. And I think that because of this, I think Toronto needs to cut bait with Siakam. And then, of course, you know, Portland has to give up a pick or two. But that's fine. Yes, you're going to lose a role player. Honestly, I'd also go after the services of Goran Dragic as well. Him... You know, him and Simons could be a dynamic duo, and a Dane and CJ off of the bench. If they can find somehow to include Goran Dragic in the deal, for I would probably trade Siakam, Nas- No, I would trade Covington, Nasir Little, and um, Joseph Nurkic for Pascal Siakam and Goran Dragic. Well, and obviously, if I'm Portland, I'm including a pick or two. A first and a second, probably. That would be my my move. Because that's the way that... Portland can get themselves at least into the conversation. They might not win the West, but Adan Siakam helps them in the future because obviously Portland has to draft and sign better free agents because if they bring Siakam there, I guess it'll be Cody Zeller or Larry Nance or Siakam himself playing that five position and Chauncey likes to switch in between running and half court, but it'll make them better than they have been if they a- add somebody like a Pascal Siakam or a Carl anthony Towns. Now, getting Carl anthony Towns would be a long shot because obviously he wants to stay in Minnesota. He never expressed that he ever wanted to leave Minnesota. Like, ever. He never expressed that. He never really wanted to. So that's what could help Portland right now, because everybody else is locked in and Portland doesn't have enough assets to get a Joel Embiid, a Rudy Gobert caliber guy. Now let's move on to the main event. There are other small stories that I'll get to later, but this is the main event. Rich Paul ruins yet another basketball player. Now, you remember Nerlens Noel was suing Rich Paul. Now, don't get it twisted. I respect that LeBron put his man on and put his whole squad on. But if there if somebody is doing a terrible job at their job, we have a right to criticize. You remember Nerlens Noel sued Rich Paul because there were teams that were interested in Nerlens Noel that was offering big contract money to this guy. And Rich Paul didn't notify them. Didn't notify Nerlens. And he filed a lawsuit and said that Rich Paul... And Clutch Sports Group breached their contract duties And caused him to lose out on Approximately 58 million dollars in potential earnings And This is my theory Don't shoot me This is what I truly think I think that Rich Paul Probably stopped him from going to a Lakers rival team But my question is In the, um, in the report that I read, I heard the Lakers did offer him a contract, but that's that's neither near here nor there. Then Marcus Morris and Rich Paul parted ways because Marcus Morris was interfering with the, the business practices. According to Rich Paul. Despite them being on good terms. To this day. You know. It was some friction. So obviously Rich Paul. Had to be involved. If a player is not feeling what his agent is doing. And decides to part ways with him. Then. Montress Harrell. Montres Harrell. Got coerced into signing a two year, $18 million contract with the Lakers, even though the Charlotte Hornets offered him a five year, $80 million contract. And we know why Tras signed there. The whole world knows. We know this is a LeBron slash Rich Paul party. They promised him a championship. that's what they did they promised him a championship and not only that he didn't get one the team that he was on got booted out of the first round of the playoffs and not only that he was demoted from a starter to the third backup center behind mark gasol who is old and washed to Andre Drummond, of all people, the most overpaid player, one of the most overpaid players in the National Basketball Association history, and even Trez came out and said, you know, Frank Vogel wouldn't play me even though the Lakers were struggling with rebounding the basketball. So that's another Rich Paul mistake And now, reports are saying Ben Simmons is going broke, y'all He is going broke I heard this from multiple sources Including cats that I watch on YouTube To the actual news To the multiple websites Multiple guys who are connected in the league That are on YouTube that can attest to this Ben Simmons is going broke because he is being fined every week by the team. You know, and the crazy part about this is Ben Simmons' money that he received from that extension had not yet kicked in yet. He's currently only worth $6 million because prior to this year, this was the first year of the new contract. And you know Ben Simmons is complaining about not getting paid to do absolutely nothing. Ain't that a bitch, Ben Simmons? I heard this nigga is BMF blowing money fast. This nigga think he big meat when he big leech because tick has been sucking the money on his got out of his goddamn brain. This dude is buying up cribs. This nigga got a super duper car collection. I heard this man got more than 12 cars. This nigga got Bentleys, GTs, Range Rover trucks. You name it. Greens, beans, tomatoes, chicken yams. Fucking Porsches. Like all you have to do. Do is do your own research look up Ben Simmons car collection on on Google And you're gonna see Ben Simmons with a shit ton of cars that he bought. I heard From a a source close to Ben Simmons that this man buys a car every month And he has a car collection and he's going broke One or two things have to happen either he continues to swallow his pride. He continues to swallow his pride and not play and end up broke and having to sell all his cars to sell all his homes because I think he's got three or four houses including one in LA. But Or he would have to report to the Sixers and get his bitch ass back on the court because you're going broke. Soon you're about to be outside sucking dick for money. Pause, but it's true. I played an excerpt from 30 for 30 broke in the beginning of the, before we uh, got to the show. So Ben Simmons has to think. You want to move back in with your parents or do you want to uh, uh, attain the homes that you bought for your parents, the homes that you bought for yourself, the the more than 12 cars that you bought for yourself? Sometimes you got to swallow that pride. Ben Simmons out here acting like Demetrius Flannery Sr. He acting like Big Beach Daddy out here in these streets. Won't swallow his pride and won't face those Sixers fans like a man. Get booed and play and stop acting like a little bitch. Get out there, get outside and get your money. Get your money right. And fire and next, fire rich Paul. How come Rich Paul has not told his Client To stop Spending money Stop spending Fucking money You're broke Or else You're gonna end up Like all of those Athletes on that 30 for 30 broke Episode A lot of your Favorite fucking Athletes ain't got no money no more they didn't have an exit plan they thought they was gonna be set for life but they didn't account for for the uh for the tax man uncle Sam all these random family members homeboys all these new friends and your mommy your daddy your uncle your auntie your cousins your your grandma your grandpa if they're still alive These athletes don't account for that. So, my thoughts are for Ben Simmons is to get your ass on the court and fire Rich Paul. Now, LeBron James had a spectacular night. I think it was Tuesday night. And I believe I could be reaching. I I could be reaching when I say this, right? But I truly believe that LeBron James may have saved Frank Vogel's job for the moment. I think he can make it out of the month of December, no matter what happens. But January 1st, he could be fired if the Lakers continue to struggle because LeBron James returned back from that overwhelming abdominal strain and put up 39 points versus the Indiana Pacers. And LeBron James seems to be very, very good against the Indiana Pacers. He always has good games against them. I mean, who can check? Who can check that nigga? Sabonis can't. Karis LeVert can't. That other Holiday brother on the team can't. So LeBron James had to get 39. Sabonis can't check him either So That's pretty much my thoughts on Like I really think LeBron James Saved Frank Vogel's job For the moment But here's the thing though The schedule's only gonna get tighter From what I heard They haven't even played Utah once They haven't played the Clippers once. And they haven't played the Denver Nuggets once. Even though Denver... We're going to get to Denver shortly. Matter of fact, let's go to them now. Denver has major injury problems. Jamal Murray, from what I heard, is not even close to ready. He's not. He's not close to ready. He's not even close to 100%. Now, the good news is... They're going to get Nikola Jokic back in a a game or two. He could be back um, tonight, I think. Let me double check that just in case. Let me double check for clarity because uh, Denver is playing tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Nikola Jokic is back. It should be. uh, Yeah, let's see. Yeah, they say he's day-to-day with a wrist injury. So that means that maybe he could return tonight. Maybe he won't return tonight. We'll see. But the injuries. And they lost another guard, unfortunately. My prayers go out to P.J. Dozier because he was going to be the guy that broke out this year. But anyway, right? Yeah, the loss of P.J. Dozier hurts because obviously Murray still hurt. Now, the guard depth that they have is Monte Morris, who hasn't really had a good, uh, uh, hasn't had a good season. Monte Morris last year was balling. He had a couple of 30-point games in the playoffs when it mattered. So we knew that this kid was a baller. This year... He's kind of playing passive. Austin Rivers, he's another guy that I haven't seen anything from this season. Nothing that was like amazing, but I haven't seen his best. So, hopefully when Joker comes back, I think that Denver will be decent, but with the loss of Michael Porter Jr. indefinitely, we don't have a timetable for that return. Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. being gone, it's not going to make the Denver Nuggets a threat in the West. So maybe a team like Portland can take that take the reins and and make a move. Um Chicago Bulls have a lot to smile about because Nikola Vucevic is back. And I don't know their record without him, but the Bulls have been like winning here, losing here, winning. They're lose they were losing games that they shouldn't have lost to certain teams. Like I saw that the Pelicans beat them without Zion. I was like, whoa, something's up with Chicago. And Vucevic is the icing on the cake for this team. You know, that's why I called them the big four. Lonzo, Damar, Vooch, and Zach. My only question has been Chicago's depth off the bench. Are they going to run eight deep or are they going to run ten deep? Now, last but not least, a lot of people are saying, you know, I hear from the streets. The streets been saying that Kevin Durant, they're doing this again to Kevin Durant. They're saying Kevin Durant can't be the MVP because he has James Harden on his team. Are you fucking kidding me? James Harden has been inconsistent this season. He'll have games where he looks like the Houston Rockets, James Harden. And then he'll have games where he just look. you know, Jalen Rose came out and said that he doesn't think that Harden looks interested in playing basketball sometimes when he plays. And I know what he's talking about. You know, Harden could take, you know, he'd be taking quarters off when he should be going full throttle the whole game, get racking up his triple doubles, getting others involved, and then... Setting up some plays for himself. Because that's what Harden did in his first couple of years in Houston before De'Antoni came. And unfortunately, right? De'Antoni's on Nash's coaching staff. But... I don't think it's fair because Harden hasn't been in, hasn't been consistent. And I only really seen one bad game from Durant. Durant's numbers are still Kevin Durant numbers. I mean, just look at him. Look at him for yourself. I mean, KD is averaging 27 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. That's good. I think it's only legitimately two people in the MVP race. It's Steph Curry and Kevin Durant because these are two guys, you know, by y'all usual MVP criteria, this is the best player on the number one team in their respective conference. That's why I wanted Joel Embiid to win. Because he fit the criteria of multiple previous MVPs. He fit the description of a real MVP. And to discredit Kevin Durant because he has another player on his team, that's completely not fair. Not at all. So, are y'all going to say the same thing about Steph when he gets Clay back? Because, honestly, a third player in the MVP hunt has not revealed itself because everybody's been up and down from the Ja Morant's of the world to the Nikola Jokic's of the world. I mean, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan could definitely hop in most improved player. Maybe even be an MVP. He's putting up MVP numbers But there hasn't been a clear-cut third guy that could shake Curry or Durant out of that MVP race But that is my show. I appreciate y'all for listening for this long I got love for y'all if y'all even just click a listen even if you don't want to hear Certain subjects and you just fast forward and give me the play. That'll be great, too. But this is King Known Uncensored, 30 for 30 broke, the Ben Simmons edition, and I'm out.